What's up, guys? Welcome back to the SalesCast podcast. Uh, today, it's just me and Luke. Max is at a doctor's appointment. Um, but uh, it's the day after the end of the quarter. It's July 1st. And um, something top of mind for me is how do you deal with uh, prospects kind of slipping and pushing forward? And I'll give you a more specific example. Um, when you're on a call with a prospect, and this probably happens a lot for you guys, but they say, all this looks great. I just have to take it to my boss, present it to them, build the case, and then I'll come back to you next week and we can kind of move forward from there. What, you know, I want to ask you, Luke, what's the best or what, what type of advice do you have around that to make sure, you know, that deal is not slipping, that you don't kind of lose the deal while you still have them? Should you try to get their boss in the room? Should you just trust them? Um, kind of fill me in on that and how you'd approach that scenario. Yeah, has this ever happened to you, Jed? All the time. <laughs> Actually, let me flip things around real quick. Have you ever bought software? Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, do you ever have to take it to your boss for approval? Every time I've had to. <laughs> okay. Do they usually go off of your recommendation? Do they want to see a demo? How does it work when you come with them with a new solution? That's a really good question. Uh, it depends on the scenario. I guess it depends on the size of the purchase. So for example, here at Mailshake, I've had to make a couple of small purchases of Sales Navigator, um, Crunchbase, and some other tools where I just said, hey, it wasn't super expensive. They approved on it. But at Pandadoc, uh, an example was Orem. And that was a like you know a pretty large five-figure deal. Um, in that scenario, you know, our boss did need to take a, a demo of it. So I guess it's kind of dependent on the size of the deal. Oh, okay. So if there's like a certain threshold you meet, then they would have to get involved. I'd say so. I don't know like where the line is necessarily. I mean, obviously it depends on budget and boss where you work, but it seems like the larger deals, yes, the large and those smaller deals, no, they just kind of go with what I say. Okay. Because uh, I assume you're asking because you get to the point with the champion where they're all bought in. They love mm -hmm. the solution. They're giving you all the right signals and you get to the end of the call and they say, Hey, this looks great, but I need to take this to my boss. Is that where we're at? Yep. That's exactly it. I'm sure a lot of other people can kind of relate to that scenario. Yep. And it's the hardest thing to do because what happens you're starting to lose control of the sale, right? Yeah. You're starting to lose control and you're like, well, every they're saying everything's perfect. They're giving me all the, you know, the green lights. What else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like you just told me everything's fine. So I should just trust you. Right. That, that sort of thing. And then something always yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, it always happens. Not always, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> this is the most dangerous spot to be as a salesperson. It usually happens in like inbound sales because you get a champion coming in. They're doing the research, they wanna buy it, they're looking at competitors and they're gonna to present to their boss. And you get happy ears because they like your solution, which is awesome. But what happens once they leave the room? And that's what you need to figure out. So that's why I was asking all those questions at the beginning of this recording is, hey, what happens here? Did the boss need to be involved? Did they go off your recommendation? Mm -hmm trying to understand what the moving pieces are internally because every business is different on thresholds, demoing, who has purchasing authority. And you're trying to avoid 
the ego side. Because if I was mm-hmm. to change or ask a different question, who's the decision maker, Jed? What would you immediately say? I mean, I would, I would probably say I am, or you know, my ego would definitely be be hurt, or I might say, yeah, you know, it's my boss, but I have a I have a pretty big say. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so that's where you change the style of question around a little bit. Okay, how does this usually work? Do they go off your recommendation? Do they want to see the tool? And again, that plays into the ego card a little bit. No, they go off my recommendation. Oh. Mm. So what's your recommendation, Jed? Oh, you're, okay. I like that. Yeah, because it's all well and good. They're like, this is a good solution. We like it. We're going to use it. But they haven't actually confirmed anything. And the technical term for this, I think, is the trial close. Mm-hmm. where you're testing your champion and seeing how bought in they are. So mm-hmm. I'd ask, okay, do they go off your recommendation? Great. Would you recommend this solution based on what you've seen today? Mm-hmm. Yes, no. Okay. And then you can basically objection handle and qual- qualify or clarify from there. Yes, That's we huge. would like to move, move with it. And then that allows you to open up to the rest of the closing side. Um. You gave the example of, hey, this is a smaller purchase. We go off a recommendation. I just need to get, you know, the credit card, something like that. Great. What happens when the boss needs to get involved? How do you handle that situation? When they say the boss needs to get involved, he needs to see a demo. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. In that situation, I just recommend, you know, we set up a call with them while still on the call, like, great, do you have access to your boss's calendar? Can we set up a time, some, you know, next week, that sort of thing? Yep. So the standard SDR close while you saw them on the phone, get them on the books for next week. Perfect. Right. But how do you prep for that next meeting? And this is, this is where it gets tricky. Um, they might have different priorities than your champion. Right. They usually do. So two things will happen. One, you're either gonna have a phenomenal champion who's gonna fill him in on all the details and he's gonna come on the call and say, look boss, we have these three pain points and this solution is great because X and your life is made on those calls. You just say, yep, here's how it works and here's how it impacts you from a management position, whichever value props you guys offer, up to you. But what happens when the boss is not informed that's where you can start using some other tactics. Um, my particular favorite one is when you get in the meeting room is one, have your research done. So you're showcasing the pain points that you've discovered, what you think the pain points are for the upper management position and the value and how you solve for them. Have that on a slide up and ready showing you're prepared. Second thing is this is where you can start playing people off each other internally. Because are they going to trust the outside sales guy or are they going to trust Jed internally who's done all the work? Right. My guess is going to be the guy that work with day in and day out. So the particular tip or trick I have on that side of things is I'll say, hey, Jed, have you filled in Mr. Boss on this yet? Ooh. You're saying that when you open the call? Or are you asking them prior to the call? So we jump on the call and say, hey, Luke, have you filled in, you know, Troy on this yet? 
Exactly. Oh, no, I haven't. So Troy, here's why we're meeting, yada, yada, yada. And then you get mm. reaffirmed in their own words what they're trying to accomplish. That's really, that's solid. Yeah, because like it can that. go so wrong on a, another stakeholder demo or a boss's demo if there's no context. Your goal in the first 30 seconds is to establish that context and get them bought into the storyline. Yeah, and it sounds like you're just using the, 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 your champion to do the work for you in a sense, you know, you, and it's building trust instead of you saying, jumping on saying, yeah, just to recap, you know, Luke and I spoke about X, Y, Z. You're saying, Luke, have you, you know, filled in so-and-so about what we talked about? They say, no, they're going to, you know, automatically want to just do it for you. And again, it builds that trust, sets up a good call for you, it sounds like. Exactly. And it goes right back to the beginning. Who's the decision maker yeah. on this? Stoking egos. They don't want to put on a bad show in front of their boss. So you can leverage, you know, the human psychology of it all to better the sale and make sure you get the solution in place for them. So do you think that would help solve, I got to take this back to my boss or am I missing something here? No, absolutely. No, and I was even taking notes in the background too. I think for anybody else kind of running into that scenario where you get a lot of champions on calls and maybe they see everything and everything looks good and you're not really sure how to handle that process of A, are you just having them take it to their boss? Are you setting up a separate call? I mean, I would literally listen back to this podcast again and just take note, you know, notes on what Luke said. He kind of mapped out the whole process of, you know, if this, then do that sort of thing. So super interesting. Yep. Life is all decision trees because we're just trying to make prospecting simple and closing predictable. It's been the SalesCast podcast, me and Jed. We'll catch you guys next time.